Are you frustrated with your government contracting journey? Do you feel like there's just something missing in your business, but you just can't put your finger on it? Are you finding enough opportunities? Are you struggling to win the few opportunities you do find? Do you have a plan of attack or a strategy for this market? Would you like somebody to review your current approach? Maybe it's time to consider getting a coach. Our team of coaches have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. We've figured out how to help companies just like you accelerate in this market. Market. If you want to find out if coaching is for you, go to federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today and fill out a coaching application. I will personally respond to your application and schedule a time for us to talk about your business. There's no cost for the session. There's no obligation. There's no hard sell or anything like that. What I will guarantee you is I will review your top challenges and give you detailed advice. And if coaching makes sense for you, I'll walk through your options. Visit federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today to get started. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Mike Lejeune here and I am your host as always on Game Changers. And we have a great episode today. We're going to be talking about the government shutdown, what everybody wants to talk about, right? And for today's guest, we have Lisa Lowry, who is the founder and CEO of Adapt Construction with us. Uh, Lisa is a client of ours. Uh, she's been a Game Changers listener for a while. Gosh, we've known you for a couple of years now, Lisa. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say this and hopefully... Um, it doesn't embarrass you in any way. I think you're one of our smartest clients. We were able to, it's, it's so awesome to use it. seeing Josh get so excited cause he can use words with you, uh, that just get him really excited. So you, you guys are like word buddies or something like that. So I, I just love seeing you guys chit chat and talk and stuff. So, uh, but welcome to the show today. Why don't you take a minute, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do and, uh, what adapt does. Hey, Michael. Uh, ADAPT is an award-winning contractor. Uh, we won last year PMI's Project of the Year Award. We're very proud of that. Uh, we have three focus areas on uh, government uh, build-outs, remodels, uh, industrial mechanical construction, and also new construction uh, for design builds. And we really love to focus on troubled projects and Project management best practices, anything we can do to contribute to the team to get a project done better and give the client something that they really need and also protect and build their reputation. Yeah, that that's awesome. And your, your 8A, what else are you on, on your status that you have? Oh, goodness. That's uh, a long list, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of set-asides, but the clients asked us uh, because they need to check those boxes. So we are 8A, woman-owned, economically disadvantaged, woman-owned, and hub zone. Yeah, you got a little bit of everything. And you're located in Utah, right? Yes. Our yes. offices, uh, we're just moving our main offices from Provo, Utah, up to Salt Lake City proper. And we also have a branch office in Dewey, Arizona. Nice, nice. I don't think I knew about the branch office. I don't Lots of get on Josh for not telling me about that. So that that's awesome. You're a little bit everywhere, and you do everything uh, in this space here. And really, you don't have to be located in an area to work in that area. But mm -hmm. you know, you, you guys know how to you know facilitate that stuff. So that's pretty awesome. So you know, I, this is a, an interesting podcast because you had reached out to us 
about talking about the government shutdown and some of the things that are going on, how it affects contractors and different things like that. So I'm really interested to get your take on this because uh, I, I think it affects everybody a little bit differently. And I think your mindset on on how you're going to let it affect you, if you will, is also a big thing or, or how you're going to, to push through it. And so, you know, I'll just jump right in because I, I think one of the things we see a lot is if you're watching the news and you're watching the reports, you know, they're always talking about, you know, these furloughed workers, the furloughed workers, and they're just hammering that all the time. And, you know, from my perspective, having lived through these before, I sometimes, oh, yeah, the furloughed worker. I know it's hard right now, but some of them are actually getting like a month or two long vacation with back pay. And so mm-hmm. like like I, I <laughs> it, it really it bothers me that people are like, oh, my gosh, this is so cruel and unfair. I'm like, I wish I could have two or three months off with back pay. And all that. I know, again, I'm not trying to make light of it. I know it's a hard situation in it the is. moment. So in the moment, it's really, really difficult, I think. But a lot of times when you come back. Uh, you know, things are going to be back to normal and stuff. And so we may we may talk uh, some of the things about the workers later. But really, we wanted to focus on this one of, yes, the news is focused on that. But what do you see as the primary challenge for the actual agencies during these shutdowns? Imagine if you lost your ability to accomplish your job by 10% for the entire year. And so there's going to be a lot of strain and pain on these folks when they're back up and running to be able to accomplish the things that they're required or necessary for them to get done and get, in our case, get built over the course of the year. Uh, So, yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of strain and pressure on those folks when they get running again. Yeah. And that's not just the the workers. I mean, there are people, you know, department leaders, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and and there's different layers of management and that sort of thing. I know some of them may be still at work, um, without a staff, you know? And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for instance, the core, the core is still online and I believe reclamations funded. Um, and they're there, but if they have their goals or contracts that need to be written and they need the support of SBA, in order to get approvals through uh, blessings on any of the set-asides for especially 8A. I think SBA is the gatekeeper for that. Um, if Without SBA, they can't push their contracts forward. Right. They can't push a sole source through. If, if you have, um, there are a couple of competitive IDIQs and MACs coming up that are 8A set-asides. Without the SBA there, um, they're canceling meet-and-greets for 8As. Uh, and I don't know how those contracts are going to get written. So even agencies that are operational right now uh, are still going to be impacted and having delays in their ability to move their agenda forward. Yeah, and that means if you're not moving your agenda forward, you're not working your plan, you're just kind of pushing it off for a month or two, and the work's not going to go away. It's just going to get no. pushed, pushed down the road a little bit, which you know sort of brings pressure me, cooker. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I how. Yeah. And we all know how efficient the government is at man- managing things. So, so it's like, so now you're going to take something that's inefficient and have them do more work down the road, right? Uh, you know, we're, we've talked about this, uh, this with contractors. If you look at the, the, or contracting officers, if you look at how many contracting officers there were 10 years ago versus today, 
it, it's a crazy mm-hmm. number. I, I don't remember in the thousands how many there were, but I know it's a fraction of what there was. And yet mm-hmm. the government budget has done nothing but grow. So now the, the budget is way bigger and there's a, yep. a smaller contracting pool. Uh, even with GSA schedules, you know, I've, I, we've got a lot of clients on GSA schedules and I remember at one point when you could get a GSA schedule in 90 days, you may laugh at that now, because now I, we actually have a couple of clients that we have been haven't working, even tried. Exactly. <laughs> we have a couple of clients that have been working on theirs for three years. Oh, like, goodness. Three years. And, it, and it's uh-huh. not any fault of their own. It's not any fault of anyone other than the way the government operates, you know, and I think what we used to tell people gosh, four years ago, we'd say, hey, if you're looking for a GSA schedule, uh, six to nine months, target mm-hmm. six to nine months. Now we say 12 to 18 months to get your GSA schedule because that's just that's how long because it's you go and submit everything online. You, you could take a month to get everything in online and then it could mm-hmm. sit for nine months before you hear from them. And that's just the way they work. And so I can't imagine what all this stockpiling of work is is doing to them. But, you know, enough about them for the moment. You know, what does it mean for you as a small business owner during the furlough? What does that mean to you? Oh, like I said, I try not to focus on that part for at least the short vision Mm -hmm. because we have no control. It is what it is. Right. But, um, and, and I'm also guessing that we're not uh, unique in right. any way, shape, or form, but right now, uh, currently for ADAPT, we have one project <clears throat> that is attempting to wrap up uh, and would have been finaled and closed out by now, but we can't have that, that final inspection, uh, can't submit final uh, request for payment, and so there's that revenue that's tied up. Right. And also then our folks uh, can't finish their job. And yeah. so their workload is being shifted down downstream a little bit. And then opposite to that, we've got a project that is seasonal sensitive and should have been under construction by now. And it can't go anywhere. Can't get it noticed to proceed. <sighs> and so really what's going to happen with that one is it's possible that that chunk of revenue that we anticipated coming month after month earning uh, is either going to get delayed by a year so that they can get into the next uh, season where they don't need cooling so that can get done, or you never know. They may choose uh, to cancel that and and redo it in some other fashion, bundle it with another contract. You don't know what decisions business-wise the agency will have to make. Right. Um, but certainly if the project can't get done before the, the building needs cooling, then the project can't go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, project delays, you know, staffing issues. I mean, it, it's a whole mm-hmm. can of worms here. You know, we talked to somebody the other day that's like we have all these employees that if if they can't work and we can't pay them, they're going somewhere else and we're not going to get them back. You yep. know, they're, absolutely. They're, they're, they're in this labor market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna, they're just going to move on. I, w- I was thinking about, you know, from the, the impacts of like 8A and things like that, you know, one of the things, because you mentioned the SBA, one of the things that we've seen when you have a really good small business office somewhere is they will be an advocate for you. They will be an advocate. So, so you know, contracting team is trying to put something out open and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. 
we know three eight eight companies that could do this type of work and or yes. whatever you know and they start to advocate for that well if those people aren't there they're not advocating for all of these small businesses that could be doing the work you know and they're not talking to you i mean that's you know right out of our playbook on how to actually communicate with government is yes call the contracting officer but call the small business office because mm-hmm. you, you want to know if they're going to be an advocate for you and you know that's somebody i i called the small business office on behalf of you this morning you know and, and one yesterday you know and it's one of those things where instead of getting a hold of somebody you're waiting around for them to call back and mm-hmm. and you go their their workload is insane uh, of what they've got going on so um so yeah i mean it's it's some pretty big impacts on somebody could say well it's really just impacting small business cuz uh, small business office they're not there but yeah if they're not there to to advocate that impacts everybody you know it impacts the the contract it impacts the small business person uh, cuz mm-hmm. maybe maybe that solicitation does go out full and open because that person mm-hmm. wasn't there or didn't have time yep. to review it um, and that's how it works. So, so can so, I throw one little tip in here, Michael? Absolutely. A secret, maybe, for somebody to leverage. Would you maybe say what? a game changer? A game changer, yes. It there could be a game changer. There you go. During the shutdown, if you need an advocate and you've got a great PTAC office, they're state level, they're operational. So, potentially, you could bear on them and ask them to also get out there and advocate for you on something specific. Yeah. Uh, great. So suggestion. don't just, just because you're, you've lost some resources, find the diamond in the rough, yeah. find what can help you move forward. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great short term strategy. You're in the middle of this that's happening. What about some long term strategies and also the impacts of your business? So, I mean, maybe we start there. What, what are some long term impacts? Because the, the shutdown itself, you know, we're around a month here, somewhere around there mm-hmm. at the time of this recording here. And who knows how long it'll go on. Maybe it's over later this week. Maybe it's another month. We don't know. What do you think the long-term impacts are based on on this? Well, uh, like I said, right now, about 10% out of uh, the agency's schedule to be able to procure if they're furloughed or if they have anything they need to wait on for SBA. If this goes on another month, say it goes on two more months, I've heard projections into March, that's a quarter of their year, a quarter of their effort to contract. And we all know the new normal yeah. of our late, late released budgets where everything is in a crunch at the, the fourth fiscal quarter. I think those are going to come together in a bit of a perfect storm, and I think that us smalls can really leverage that because those agencies are still going to need to get projects completed, or at least to NTP, that are using this fiscal year's money. They have to. And so it is likely that they'll be using their fast procurement avenues like 8A Sole Source, like Direct Award for uh, Women Owned. And I'm not familiar with others, but those are the two that we're involved in. And so if they have that tool available to them to skip 90 days of procurement because their calendar is just smashed and condensed, now maybe there are more opportunities for us to get those types of awards, but we need to do that outreach. Now mm-hmm. we need to put ourselves in front of the agencies that are open and operational, get them familiar with us. Uh, as soon as the furloughed 
agencies are back open. We need to be reaching out to them and say how we can benefit them, how we can help them meet their specific needs for getting these things underway. And counter to that, we've got to be planning now. How are we going to handle the potential for multiple NTPs? How are we going to expand our bandwidth in a tight labor market? And there are a number of ways to go about that, but teaming is also going to be a really powerful player in this. At least yeah. that's what we see at Adapt, and that's in our plan. Yeah, you know, I just as you were talking, I'm like, you know, fourth quarter is going to be like no fourth quarter most of these companies have ever seen. It's going to be the the ultimate fourth quarter this year <laughs> with, with spending. You know, we always talk about the massive amount of cash that is allocated, you know, cause we, you don't, they don't always write checks, right. But they've mm-hmm. got to allocate that money. And I, I can just have to assume that number every day that the shutdown goes, that number is just going to grow exponentially at, at some incalculable rate, right. It's just going to grow exponentially. And the other factor there is you were talking about how to plan for this. Why well, I, I think, they're going to need to to utilize simplified acquisitions as well. You know, I I can see a spike in simplified acquisitions, which if people aren't familiar with that, you know, the thresholds have been increasing. um, So there's some opportunity there. But I think if I was a small business, that's a strategy I'd be looking at is how can I introduce something that I want to do at an agency through simplified acquisition by saying, hey, here's an opportunity. You've got this money. You've got to spend it. Here's some ways to break this up into some chunks uh, and and make this happen because, you know, the old spend it or lose it uh, is coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I see simplified acquisitions spiking. I see all these set aside spiking. Um, you know, maybe they'll actually hit their numbers. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and, and just the mad dash towards the the finish line this year. Uh, that'll be pretty, pretty wild. So, uh, and, and and I also think that those either simplified acquisitions or sole source, any kind of way they can get something underway early, I think we we likely are going to see leveraging that mechanism uh, much earlier, mm-hmm. and not push it all into fourth quarter because the staff, the agency staff, just poss- can't possibly handle that much more. So they're going to need to get things out of their queue sooner because they're still going to have that, that normal spike. Right. And now if that's exacerbated on you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we may see third and fourth quarter mad dash. Who knows? You know, that, that could be, you know, which, you know, what does that mean? Is it, is it going to be like the, the Super Bowl hangover uh, of extreme (laughs) proportions, you know, at the end of fourth quarter, who knows? Um, but it, it could be a pretty wild spending year this year towards the end of that. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't know about you, but that, that, that sounds exciting. So, so we, we are, we're putting our ducks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, that's bringing up really one of the biggest points that you should be doing all the time, regardless of the shutdown. I see so many people saying, well, there's just nothing going on right now. Uh, they don't have a budget. We're not really worried about talking to people. We really don't heat up till, you know, towards the end of the summer, you know, as we're getting ready for fourth quarter, (laughs) you know, it's like if you run your business in one quarter out of the year, you've pretty much lost, you know, there's so much opportunity year round, you know, if you're running your Mm -hmm. business, which it kind of brings me to 
this next topic of, you know, how are you actually handling your marketing and outreach during the shutdown? Are, are you actually changing any of your strategy at all for that sort of thing? We've intensified. Um, and I would tell you, let me first say back on your point for not waiting till late in the year. In earlier years, when we were less experienced, we missed our timing. Hmm. We did not do outreach early and often enough to hit fourth quarter because you have to get in front of people and you have to build those relationships and you have to build that awareness. So we grew out of that. But let me say to your other listeners, that's very important, that point that you made. Uh, so then what are we doing now? Uh, we're, we're intensifying. We're putting ourselves in a pressure cooker. We have our uh, colder outreach staged out and queued up to be released after folks are back in the office because we know right now if we send anything it's just going to get buried in their inbox mm -hmm. we are mapping out all of uh my road lisa on the road uh <laughs> going to different uh different agencies and offices to get to know folks uh one-on-one -on -one. and we're really just intensifying what do we do and how do we do more of it what what has worked for us and how do we do more of it? And how do we get that planned out on the calendar? And strategically, the agencies that are operational right now, how do we put our focus on them? <clears throat> because later, we're going to have to shift over a little bit or roll in uh, other agencies. And there's only so much of us to go around. We're small like everyone else. Right. Uh, we have to stretch. We have to wear many hats. Right. You know, and you know, I've seen and studied a lot of different companies and one of the things I've seen is when the economy is kind of getting squeezed a bit, a lot of companies, the first thing they do is they pull back on their marketing dollars. And like, oh, well, everybody's pulling back on their marketing dollars. It's like, well, that's why you should be marketing right now. Mm -hmm. you, you should be marketing right now because, and, and listen to this point, there's less noise. There's less noise in the market. So you just, you're that much louder when there's less noise and, and people don't get that. They're like, Hey, let's pull back. Let's not bother people. You know, I had a client of ours reach out the other day, one of the, the federal access members. And he's like, you know, I got this, this client and you know, they, I know they're in shutdown mode, but they're still working. And I don't know, I, I haven't really touched base in a while. I don't really know what to talk about. And I'm like, why don't you just call her and ask her how things are going? Mm -hmm. you know, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? How, here's a question. How is this impacting you? Yes. You, you know, simple stuff. You know, like you don't have to think of, well, I, I need a strategy to pick up the phone and call her and talk to her. I'm like, you could, but you could also just be a human being for a moment, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just relate to that person. Cause I guarantee when you call, Hey, you know, I'm not calling about anything. I know you're, you're in shutdown. How are you doing? I know we've been working together for a long time. I know this is a big weight on you. Is there anything I can do on our end when we come back to make this easier for you? You know, and just relate as a person, uh, because at the end of the day, they, they are people, right? They're the contracting, mm -hmm. they, they, they are, they seem like part of the machine or robots sometimes, but they're just people and, you know, they've got families and stress and all these things and. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to have a huge, huge, elaborate strategy to connect to some somebody who's shut down. You just have to be a person with them. And so, you know, that that's that's a tip there for for folks who are like, 
I don't know what to talk about the person that shut down. Because another thing is some of them, you know, some of you that are listening don't understand this world yet. But, you know, some people have everything has to go in a billable column. And so they may not be able to talk about certain things because that goes in a billable column that they can't bill. Right. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. But they can just have a conversation. There's no billable. There's no billable column for that. (laughs) You know, for I was a human being for 15 minutes today. There's no there's no there's no column for that. So so how uh, are are your plans for post shutdown? So do you, do you have stuff in the works? Can you give us a glimpse of what that looks like post shutdown? Uh, from a marketing point of view, uh, just all of the things that we're queuing up and lining up right now. Yes. Um, Right. I, you know, we, 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 we have, we've queued up emails. We've put together uh, our pipeline for what phone calls need to be made and what people we can call at what point, uh, what trips we're going to make and what order we're going to have to make them in. Um, frankly, going begging to SBA to get some of our reviews and approvals through. Mm-hmm. We have things that went into their queue in the middle of December. We have a question that they had to elevate to headquarters back at the beginning of December, and we don't have answers. And strategically, those contracts, they're supposed to hit the street in February. Yeah. Holy moly, it's starting to get scary. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're just, we're building the plan, we're intensifying the plan and working the plan uh, from a workload <clears throat> point of view. Um we've got to take it day by day. We don't know what can't, what contracts that are seasonal uh, are going to have to be delayed and how that's going to impact us and our revenue stream. And really it's just that outreach, you know, where can we help them? Uh, We have been making those phone calls to some of the folks to figure out um, national parks. Hey, national parks, are you furloughed or are you not furloughed? And we called one of uh, our past clients and he said, yes, I'm furloughed, tink, 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 but I'm at work. Yeah. So I, that might more be a little bit more, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working without pay right. uh, and he's in that position. Um, but we have checked in on those people. We've gotten some intel and insight from folks about what's coming down the pipe and what is going to be uh, of urgency to them. And we're making sure that we're tracking that information so that we can do our job and circle back around when the time is a little more ripe. Yeah. Do, do you feel this is just this is kind of a, a gut reaction type of, of question here. Do you feel that the people you have talked to who are in this furloughed or slowed down mode, do you feel they're being a little more candid with you, a little more open with what's going on as far as like you were saying, coming down the pipe and things like that? Or do you feel like when you talk to people, it's it's very tight-lipped and got to get off the phone? Where, where are, they, are they open? Are they closed? Is it a mix? What do you, what do you, what's the kind of the temperature on when you talk to people right now? I, I do not think that they're being any more open about opportunities. Uh, I think that's very much uh, your typical predictive, um, a little bit closed-lipped, um, so I think that they're they're just keeping that pattern, uh, but we are spending more time talking about personally what are they doing, uh, you know one one clients getting done a lot of home improvement projects and remodeling, um, you know some are are working, uh, so we're hearing more on a personal level, and so I think that the pressure of talking shop 
is less. And so maybe it's opening that door to expand on the personal relationship. And that's, that's part of where I was curious with that is now you're, you're actually digging deep in relationship versus just talking business and getting off the phone. And I think that's pretty valuable. At least my thoughts. It is. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I think it's going to just be really uh, beneficial to us. And especially, you know, we've got a couple new staff that are getting introduced to uh, folks on the agency side mm-hmm. that are in that outreach end versus in the performance of billable tasks in the field end. And they're getting different levels of insight than they would in a normal, the normal uh two quarters of the year. What do we have? Maybe two normal quarters. Then we've got the holidays. Then we've got fourth quarter crunch. Um, But yeah, so they're getting a little bit of different exposure than they would normally get. Uh, And from the staff that are either furloughed or working without pay, you know, I think that the repetition, they've experienced this before. Uh, And now I'm originally from outside of Chicago uh, and family full of tradesmen. So they planned for winter where they would be laid off. And I am suspecting that this dog and pony show of continuing resolutions and delays and shutdowns is familiar enough to a lot of the longstanding agency workforce that they're starting to plan for this. Mm. Um, Doesn't mean the pain goes away. Doesn't mean everybody, you know, has that plan. Uh, But I think that there is a little more, expectation yeah. that it's something that could happen in their lives. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a part of normal now. And, you know, we talked about this briefly yesterday and I won't get into all of it, but you know, for people that are on the outside that aren't really cued in, like, I mean, I, I had an office that was just a, a few streets away from downtown DC where everything happens with the lobbyists and all that good stuff and had that for years. And, and people don't realize how much of just a game it is. And it really is such a political game. And people always ask me, oh, you work with the government. Who's to blame? And I'm like, everyone. All of them. (laughs) They're all all to blame. You know, if everyone would do their job, I think that was your quote yesterday. If everyone would do their job, we wouldn't be here. Because guess when this started? It wasn't 30 days ago. This this has been going on for years and years. It wasn't just this presidency it's been going on for years and years and years and there's been other shutdowns and you talked about continuing resolutions and the threats going google you know the threats of not having a budget i mean we haven't had budgets and i don't know if obama ever had a budget uh you know but they they just passed they passed some money you know it it, isn't that wild you know billions of dollars and no budget well, I tell I every now and again um, we're we're a um, I call us a little bit politically incorrect office. We talk yeah. about all the tough topics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my people, when they come on board, they need to know that we're not all going to agree, and it's going to be okay. We can have true diversity of opinion. Uh, but sometimes folks get tied up in, oh, well, the Democrats or the Republicans or, you know, how long should a shutdown go on and just do this? And I try and draw them back and say, you're buying into the spin. You're buying into all of the media that's manipulating you or the, the politicians that are manipulating you. President supposed to have a proposal about laying out a budget in something like February, 
Congress supposed to have this kind of nailed by April so that the, it can be implemented for October 1st? Well, if they're whining about needing a continuing resolution in December, how many months is that? May, June, July, August, September, October, November. They're eight months behind right. in doing the one primary thing that they're supposed to do for their job. If you and I were eight months behind in doing our primary task, we'd be fired or we'd be out of business. Right, right. It so it's not about it's not about the moment. It's about not holding them accountable and them not holding themselves accountable for what their basic job is and doing it on time. Yeah, absolutely. And we were, we were talking about this yesterday and I'm like, shouldn't there be a mechanism to fire people midterm? And, I liked that idea. Yeah, you know, and I w I've been racking my brain around this and it's like, wouldn't it be interesting if you know how, how they do like the voice and all those TV shows Coffee still, in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all those, all those shows where you, where you like hop on and you text in your vote, you know, you can vote as many <laughs> times as you want, you know, so hop in and vote whether this person or that person's keeping their job today as Senator, you know, and at the end of the day, mm -hmm. they're either still a Senator or they're fired, you know, or, you know, we get them on, uh, what is it that put them on survivor, right? You know, the ones that are like, all of these senators are currently in the hot seat right now. So their approval rating is less than 60%. So they're all going on the survivor Island and we'll, you know, we'll let the last three remaining ones get to keep their job or something. I don't know how it works, but you know, something along, wouldn't that be interesting to have survivor Senator version I think that would be pretty interesting to see that because you know how it's crazy with normal people, the politics. I'd be interested to watch the politics of them trying to create alliances behind each other's back. Uh, but oh, that, goodness. That's, being, that's being caught on camera. So that that would be pretty interesting. So now that we have gotten way off topic uh, <laughs> <laughs> with things, any final thoughts for folks around the shutdown, how they can prepare for it or, or, or just anything else you have today? You know, I just, folks, just plan. Uh, don't sit still. I, I want other businesses to survive and thrive. I want us to survive and thrive. There's enough pie for all of us. Um, so plan, find out who you know who's already, who's still operational. Do your outreach there. Find out what you can do to make their lives easier and then plan ahead for when the other folks hit the office. Realize there could be just a really golden opportunity for all of us to help the government get their jobs done while we take care of ourselves and kind of catch back up because, uh, you know, I know we're going to hurt for some cash flow. So we'll all need to catch up. Um, and I guess a trailing thought is if you're a small uh, and you're not in any of these streamlined acquisition categories like 8A or woman-owned, find folks you can team with. Find folks who have the same values and goals that you have and get together strategically because those of us who are, we're going to hit our bandwidth. Uh, and so we're going to need to expand in some way, shape, or form, and it's probably not going to be strictly internal growth. Uh, and so other smalls, uh, disabled veteran owned, even some larges, um, you know, see if you can be a mentor. There are ways that you can share in helping us through catch up. Yeah, no, that that's really good. And, I, you know, the my big takeaway is don't put your head in the sand. 
you know, that is the strategy. Don't hide from it. That is so many companies are just going to bury their head in the sand and they're just not going to, they're not going to make the phone calls. Like I said earlier, when, when it's quieter, you will be louder if you're, if you're doing your marketing. So be loud in, in this quiet time because there's less noise. The other thing that I think a lot of companies don't take into consideration and get your thought. I know I said final thoughts, but maybe I'll get your thoughts on this too, is, you know, when you're in a government market like this, it's so easy to focus on government that you forget there's a commercial world. There's this other world out here that mm-hmm. is, yes, it's affected. And, and I would think this is a great time to review whatever commercial strategy you have and, and make some pushes in this as well. You know, it, it's a great time. You have more time. Why not utilize it to kind of push that, you know, ball up the hill, if you will. You know, it's, it's a good time for that. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, it is. It is very good. Um, and especially if you focus on certain trades, there are projects, uh, at least here in Utah, and I would venture to guess around the country, that are not being built because they can't find the contractors to staff them. So, um, you know, look, see if you happen to be in one of the underrepresented trades and if you've got a shoe in in the market. We do outreach to uh, private work companies to see about them coming on board with us as a sub if they're interested in establishing a government division. Why not talk to a larger private company and see if there's a way you can support them? It is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, cool. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about all this stuff and, you know, touch on a little bit of politics today while we were going through the shutdown. And so, <laughs> so, so hopefully by the time people even hear this podcast, maybe the government will be back up. But uh, if they're not, you've got some great strategies. And guess what? It will happen again. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and, and I think, again, I already said, you know, final thought twice. This will be a third one. Um, you oh know, no, Michael, I, we're oh, going to, we're going to have to cut you off. Uh, no, I'm, just I'm kidding. Good. I'm good. We'll just roll all day. Uh, you know, the, the other thought is, you know, with continuing re- resolutions and budget actions being the way they are, even though the government doesn't technically shut down once a year, it sort of kind of has the same behavior as a shutdown without necessarily the government workers being on, on furlough with the way the budgets are and not being able to mm-hmm. use funds and that sort of thing. So I personally think the advice we're talking about today works every year around this time just because of the way the government operates, even though it's technically not a shutdown. That's what I, I would think. agree with that. Uh, and I would piggyback on their need to take a breather through the holiday season. Yeah. So that's always a slump. Um, so you've got that and then yes, we roll right into continuing resolutions. Um, but yeah, uh, boy, government, please start doing a budget on time when you're supposed to, so we could stop the madness. But you know, while it's occurring guys, uh, other smalls out there with me, let's just figure out how to help them move forward because private industry, private industry, we carry them. Yeah, let's get through it. So good stuff. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on here today, and I'm sure we'll have Mm -hmm. you on and talk about something else in the near future. So thanks again. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Michael. Before we take off today, I want to ask everyone a simple question. Are you feeling stuck in your government business? Do you feel like you should be winning a lot more contracts, but just can't figure out how to 
bust through to the next level? Do you want to accelerate your results and hit your goals faster? Does that describe you at all? If so, I have a very special offer for all of our listeners today. Visit us at rsmfederal.com slash breakthrough coaching, where you can schedule your very own business breakthrough session with me. You're going to walk away from the session with three things, a copy of the award-winning government sales manual, at least three strategies to supercharge your business, and some specific answers to your biggest challenges that are out there. Now, normally these sessions run about $495, but for a limited time for our podcast listeners only, you can schedule this session at no cost to you. So that's zero cost to schedule a session with me. Simply visit rsmfederal.com forward slash breakthrough coaching. And you'll be able to fill out an application. So scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, fill out an application that'll come directly to me. Then I'll reach out to you. We'll get our our session scheduled and we'll walk through some of the challenges that you're having, whether it's, you know, how to grow the business, your goal setting, um, specific challenges you're having in government. This doesn't have to be just about specific to growing any business, but you're going to walk away from the session, not only understanding how to approach the government from a better perspective, but you're going to walk away with a lot of confidence on what you need to do, what next steps you need to take to supercharge your government business so you can take the next several months, the next several years to a whole new level. So again, visit us at rsmfederal.com forward slash breakthrough coaching. You can uh, get an overview of what Breakthrough Coaching is all about. Scroll all the way to the bottom, fill out the application that'll come to me, and then I'll schedule your session for you. And last but not least, let me take a moment here. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. We really appreciate your support. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. And be sure to tune in next time for lessons from our experts on how you can win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.